for the first ever Live Deep 3 podcast. Uh, so if you guys don't know about this, you're tuning in because you're just psyched about the Unified Bowl. This is a podcast I started a little bit ago just to talk about three of my favorite things, um, faith and sports and culture. So that's what we're going to do tonight and focus on the Unified Bowl coming up this Friday night, 7.30, Fort Worth High School, uh, between the Falcons and the Rams. So I'm glad to be joined by uh, Jay Coots and Dylan Reeves. Thank you guys for being here this evening and looking forward to that game. Looking forward to us as Collide Church being the sponsor for the game. So I'll rep our giveaway we got real quick. Yeti Cooler. Jake says it's, it is for which red. I tried to say that it wasn't, just to be fair. Right. You think it's four-wish red, Dylan? Uh, I think it's pretty pretty red. It's four-wish red, Jamie. <laughs> so people out there, let me know what y'all think. So we also do have a pop-up tent as well that is definitely Starmount Orange. There we go. And uh, the athletic clubs from both schools have been gracious enough to give us four student passes to give away so the kids can get into the games all year. So those will also be given away then as well. So come on out and enjoy uh, – the game, and I uh, just want to say thank you to you guys for giving up your time. These guys come straight in from coaching to hang out with me instead of going home to their wives and family, so I appreciate that um, a lot. So I uh, just want you guys to go ahead and, if you will, just introduce yourselves, and uh, we'll let, I'll let Dylan, the young, handsome one. The young book. From, from Starmount Go First. Dylan, just tell us about you kind of growing up in this area and bring us forward to, to today. Well, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Dylan Reeves. Um, I teach elementary PE in Yakin County. I teach uh, PE at East Bend Elementary and Fall Creek Elementary. Um, I moved to Yakin County in the fifth grade, and I've uh, been around here ever since outside of going to college for a few years, and uh, I love living here. I uh, don't know that I'll ever move off, <laughs> but uh, I'm glad to be back coaching and being around Yakin County. Awesome. And Dylan, what's your specific role with with the team from Starmount? What who are you coaching? Uh, so I coach the defensive side of the ball at Starmount. I'm the defensive coordinator. Uh, this is my second year doing that. Uh, well, actually, still in the same year because my first uh, go at it was in the spring. Since football season was a little bit different, we played ball in the spring, obviously. So now this will be my second go around here this fall doing it. And I also specifically coach uh, defensive backs on the defensive side of the ball. So that's interesting. I'll bring this up. Um, you guys play in really two seasons in the same calendar year. That's pretty crazy because, like, I'm looking at the graphic for the football game. It says the 24th annual uh, Unified Bowl. That's not really the case, right, because we didn't have it in 2020, and you guys didn't play in the spring either. So Exactly. Uh, I've heard people say, that. I guess you should start over. This should be the first one because <laughs> we got to take a break. So I don't know what you guys think, but uh, – Looking forward to the, to the game for sure. Thank you, Dylan. Now, uh, Jake, I'll let you introduce yourself. Yeah, yeah Jake Hoots. And, um, yeah, I was raised in this county. Uh, I was a Yakaville Hornet and went to Forbush High School and uh, started uh, teaching and coaching there, I guess, back in 2009. So this is my 13th uh, year over there. And uh, I, I coach football and track and uh, teach math. And uh, I'm, I'm a Forbush guy. And uh, I've always loved this community. I love working here. Uh, kind of like Dylan, he said he'd never leave, and I had a hard time getting away myself, man. I just, I love it here, so enjoy being in Yakin County. Yeah, one thing I noticed thinking about you guys uh, and knowing your wives as well, uh, Dylan married a Forbes girl and Jake married a Starmount girl, so <laughs> That's right. uh, how has that been? I guess um, 
Jake, maybe I'll start with you. You've been at it a little bit longer as far as marriage and see how you guys have kind of transitioned and if there's even been any, was there ever a time when Hannah was struggling to pull for for four weeks or she just, oh, that's where my guy's at. I'm going to stick with him the whole time. Yes, we, we've been like that all along, really, man, because, you know, she was storming when I was four weeks, like you said, but then in college, uh, she was Carolina and I was NC State. That's so, right. I yeah, that. so, yeah. Um, yeah, we've just been at each other's throats all along. No, but uh, she is converted now. Uh, she is a falcon. So when uh, your husband puts as much time in as I do, and, I mean, she's invested too. And, you know, Dylan will tell you that, man, when you're a coach, you're – your wife is very invested in it. Um, you know, I've got three kids, and she's almost a single mom during football season. And uh, when she's that invested, man, it's hard not to pull for them. So, yeah, she's a Falcon through and through now, and uh, so it makes it a little bit easier. Um, we do get a little heated sometimes when State and Carolina still play. But uh, we don't argue over high school anymore, so we're good there. All right, Dylan, what about you? How's it been starting off uh, in your marriage with – with that, I think I'll just say this. I saw, I think, Madison coaching, coaching starting out volleyball the other day, so I hadn't seen that yet. So maybe you, I, the transition may be happening. Yeah, that is, that is the case. Uh, whenever me and Madison first started dating, uh, she was actually coaching at Fourbush. Uh, she was coaching basketball. And uh, I just started coaching at Starmount. And then we uh, obviously ended up getting engaged, getting married. And uh, I think we went her fir- our first year or our only year engaged. She's still at Fourbush. I'm at Starmount. And then uh, – Kind of the pandemic comes, and uh, I didn't have anything to do with it, but she ended up getting her way, worked over there to Star Mount, so now she's helping coach basketball and volleyball at Star Mount, and I think she's enjoying it and having a good time. I know it was definitely hard on her at first because, obviously, she's grown up on this side of the county, went to Yakinville Elementary and was a four-bush girl all the way through, but uh, I think the transition for her has been been good, and I think that uh, she's definitely on the, on the Star Mount side of things for – for now. <laughs> okay, there you go. I'll try to keep you guys uh, up with people. We've got a few people commenting in. Jonah Shore says, Dylan is the best coach ever. Uh, I appreciate I that, that, Jonah. And Noah Tomlin, go storm out, the best defensive coordinator around. I appreciate the shout-out, so, guys. Jonah says, he knows how to stop the run. So mm. get some love out there. Yeah, uh, I appreciate that, boys. So let's get some Let's get some forward love out there, right? Too. We gotta, That's gotta right. Keep it, keep it even. So uh, thank you guys for the – uh, those intros, and uh, I like to, with all my guests, kind of dive into those deep three uh, topics. So um, the first one being sports. I love sports, watch sports all, all the time. Uh, I know you guys are deeply invested as well, and just beyond coaching, you played and your fans too. So um, the first question I like to ask is, what's your favorite sports memory? So uh, I'll give you guys the chance to say two if you want, but I'd like for one of them to be a unified bowl memory if you have a particular one that sticks out to you so uh, Dylan I'll let you go first favorite sports memory you can do two and but one specific to the, the rivalry here uh, I'll start off with the Unified Bowl memory um, my junior year uh, we went to Fort Bush and played in the Unified Bowl and uh, they ran the opening kickoff back for a touchdown and that actually ended up getting called back but they still went down and scored and they went up three nothing on us and the atmosphere was pretty pretty wild and uh they ended up pinning us deep a possession later, and we get the ball on our own five-yard line. And uh, my teammate, uh, Christian Hurt, was the quarterback at the time. And uh, we ran a quarterback midline, and he kept it. And uh, he took it 95 yards to the house. And uh, that was uh, that's probably my favorite Unify, Unify Bowl memory. We didn't, we didn't look back after that score, and that was a, that was a fun night. And that's, that's probably my favorite memory from that game. 
And uh, my favorite sports memory overall comes from uh, times I was at Appalachia State. I was there uh, going to college, or going to college, obviously, and I was a student assistant from 2015 to 2017. So all three of those years, my first year there, I made it to their first ever bowl game, and. Uh, the bowl game, uh, like I said, they, we'd never been. I'd never been. It was a cool experience. And uh, we score first, go up 7 nothing on the uh, University of Ohio Bobcats. And uh, from that point on, they scored 17 unanswered and uh, get up on us at the half, 17-7. Going in the fourth quarter, it wasn't looking too good. It was pretty grim. I think we was down 24-7. to And uh, we outscored them 24-5 to in the fourth quarter. And if that, all that math adds up right, I know the final score was 31-29. We had to kick a game-winning field goal as time expired. And that was just a cool moment for me to be a part of, for me to get to share with App State's first bowl win and just a huge moment for Appalachian State itself, you know, with football. So when you started there, were they already – uh, what is it now? FB. Yes. S yeah. When so you that started there. And they that was that uh that was I believe that was our first or second year because you have to have one year before you become bowl eligible. Right. So yeah, that was the second year be uh being FBS level and uh yeah we were fortunate enough to make it to a bowl game and get a win in our first bowl game and that still hasn't lost a bowl game since. Okay. So now um I, I'll go and give you a little bit of a hint here, both of you guys. I will ask you three trivia questions in a little bit and. Just keep app in mind, okay? Gotcha. Give that yes, sir. All right. Um, okay. So, Jake, uh, favorite sports memory, one being one from uh, Unified Bowl. You know, it's funny how uh, Dylan's going over his favorite memories, and th those are pretty bad ones for me. So, <laughs> I remember that team, man, yeah. him and Christian Hurt, some of them guys, they were, they were good. They could play, and uh, they put it on us pretty good that night. But, uh, yeah, my favorite sports memory probably is a Unified Bowl, honestly. Um, I think I might have played in the first one. It's this, this is 24th annual, is that right? It's so tricky. So we go back to what, 98? 98. 99, yes. Yeah. So 98, yeah. Yeah, so I played in the first Unified Bowl. And uh, so I played in, I guess it was three, and uh, didn't win any of them. So I had a little bit different experience than him as a player. And uh, I think we might have won a few, what, in maybe 04, 05, 06, somewhere in there. Yeah, that's the LD and uh, Right, yeah, that was a good crowd right then. But I wasn't coaching then. I started coaching at Fort Bush in 09. And uh, I think we lost about nine in a row. And uh, so it was kind of discouraging. So my best memory is in 2016 when we won. Uh, that was my first win in the Unified Bowl. And it just felt like a long time coming, man, you know. I mean, I'd played in, I'd played in several and I'd coached in so many. And um, just it was always a frustrating game for us. And, uh, you know, when Dylan was there and some of those teams, man, they were good. And every year we kind of – I guess we, we kind of dreaded it, you know, because they were, they were so good. Um, but the years before that, leading up to 2016, uh, we kind of see ourselves starting to catch up and get a little bit better. And then um, we felt like we had a pretty good chance that year. And we, and we ended up winning, I think, by about three scores. But it's one of those games where you're, you're sitting there thinking, man, is it going to happen? Is it going to You know what I mean? Is it going to happen you're this not time? not sure it's happening right. until yeah. the final whistle blows, Yeah, exactly. Right? I mean, you're up three scores. There's two minutes left. I'm like, oh, stay focused. Stay yeah. focused. You know you know the game's over, but it's not. Right. And, um, but, yeah, I mean, it was, that was a great memory. And just getting that monkey off your back and finally getting that win, you know, against the Rams and um, just a, you know, really satisfying feeling after that game. And, um, of course, we really is – our program is built up from there. Um, we've, we've gotten a lot better in the last few years. We've made it a lot more competitive. We've won two of the last four, I think. So, um, you know, it's, that was a really good memory, and that got it all, all started for us, I believe. Um, outside of the Unified Bowl, uh, oh, me and my wife were talking about this the other night. I, I don't know. Um, you might have been there. The, um, it, it's kind of funny. I'm a State fan. 
but one of my best memories is at Carolina. We went to the first Midnight Madness with Roy when um, when Roy Williams came. I don't know if you were you there that night. I know you were down at Carolina. It might have been remember. a couple years after you left. I don't remember if I was at that one or not. I don't, okay. I don't think so. Well, it must not have been a good memory for you then, yeah, if you were. Yeah. But um, but it, I just remember being in that building. It was just it was just electric, man. It was just packed out, and everybody was just so excited, and it was, it was just a great big time atmosphere. And um, that's just one that I remember. I haven't been to a whole lot of, I guess, big games or anything like that. But that was a pretty pretty awesome experience, just being there. Yeah, I, I do like to throw this out. A lot of people who I'm around are like, will you just stop saying this? But um, I was, this is free trivia, the first person to touch the ball in Unified Bowl history was me. Kicked off the opening kickoff in 98. Uh, we lost 34-0. So you didn't have kicker, to tell them that. As the kicker, you, okay, know, you, I mean, you guys know the kicker uh, did not get back on the field if you did not score. No, so, that's it. There you go. Somebody was asking if you guys may know this. Uh, Dylan, you may be happy to know this. Um, any idea on the all-time standings? I know it's got to be heavy in the Surmount side. Not off Unless the top of my way head. way before our time. Before just for Unified Bowls or for just, either uh, one? Overall, that'd be a Joe Sykes question. <laughs> I okay. phone, if I could phone a friend real quick, I can probably f- figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> the history man um, himself. That's right. He would know that. <laughs> there so. you go. I don't know the answer to, to, that, to that question. Uh Okay, we've got uh, – Connor says he answers this a lot to very little. Uh, Nicole Purdue, FHS holds a special place in my heart, but go Rams. So you got a lot of that kind of switching over uh, in the area too. So um, Connor also says he thinks that Forbush scored 15 points against Star Mountain in the four years he was playing. So mm. Connor, you're rubbing it in on him, man. He's good at that. So, uh, okay, good, good sports memories. Next one, uh, culture. So, like, what – uh, is something that you can't get enough of. Start with you, Dylan. This could be a food, it could be a restaurant, a TV show, you name it. Something that's maybe uh, is popular or not is not really, but you're just you just dig it right now. What's what's that? Um, I'm gonna go over for more of like a uh, being around family and friends standpoint. Uh, cause that's how I like to spend most of my free time, and with us being called up, me and Jake both, and all the other coaches around the state and nation everybody's called up doing a lot of coaching and you don't really get to spend too much time with friends and family and i value both those things a whole whole lot and so whenever i get a chance to you know do any of that and what little free time we do get during football season and i also coach track as well uh you know you want to take that time and spend it with the people you care about so that's that's kind of that's how i view answer to that question okay is there is there something you guys prefer to prefer to do or um, me, I'm big in sports, so if there's any type of ball game we can get to or okay. anything, I don't care if it's high school, college, uh, professional, don't matter to me. I, I prefer to be doing something sports related 99% so of the away time. from coaching to watch, yeah, sports, but with people you want to be with, <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 that makes sense, okay. exactly. Cool, I, I, I can test that. that. That makes sense if you're busy, you want to anytime you've got to relax is something you want to right. manage up to. So, uh, Jake, what about you? Uh, my answer is probably not as heartfelt as Dylan's there, but uh, it's kind of. My wife told me what it was. I didn't realize it, but um, it was. I guess a few months back, I'm visiting with my buddies, and he, he's lost like 60 pounds, right? And I'm like, dude, you know what are you doing? And he said, man, I, I got this Peloton bike, right? So he's been riding this Peloton bike, and he's lost all this weight. So I thought, well, man, I'm gonna check into that. I didn't get the Peloton. It's too expensive, but I got a Nordic Track bike, very similar. And dude, I, I love it. 
I mean, it's awesome. This thing is like, um, it's like, you know, it's got the little video screen. You can see all these neat places. Like I rode in Norway this morning, you know, I mean, pretty cool. So yeah, I'm, I'm riding all over the world and that kind of thing. And it, you know, it does a little incline when I go up the hill, down the hill, adjust my resistance and everything. And I'll, it, I love the thing, man. It's like, um, I've been riding it like six days a week. And uh, my wife was like, dude, that's your, that's your thing. That's what it is. I think she thinks it's like my mistress now because I spend, I spend so much time on the bike. I never thought I'd be that way about a yeah. piece of exercise equipment, you know. But I, just, I don't know. For whatever reason, man, it's addicting. I even got the little bike shorts. Yeah, okay. I wore the bike shorts on, on the North Track. Yeah. So, on there well, <laughs> no, I, I didn't want to spend 150 bucks on the shoes. Yeah. So I didn't fair. buy those. I got the straps instead. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so I, I really like the bike, man. It's pretty cool. That's uh, definitely something I noticed. I mean, obviously, like a bike shoe's a specialized shoe, but once you, um, I see this is true for me. Once you get married, uh, your shoe game tends to go down a little bit. The amount of shoes you buy, and then when you have kids, it shrinks on down. So, oh, a specialized yeah, shoe like a bike shoe, you're like, no, nah, I got a, I got a wife and three girls. I got to give shoes to. I'm probably not buying those. My shoes you know got to I mean? last like three, four years, man. That's right. Yeah. So, okay, the, the Nordic track. We've been thinking Peloton, but I'm with you too, Spencer, so we may be looking at Nordic track. For my there you go. Time. Look into it. It's a good one. Okay, cool. All right, last one. Uh, the faith aspect, obviously something uh, important, important to us as well. So, Dylan, what's something that God's been teaching you recently? I think the main thing that uh, God's been teaching me is patience uh, in all different types of forms because I feel like in everything that I'm involved with in my life right now, uh, it takes a little bit of patience. Uh, obviously, uh, from a school standpoint, you know, uh, I'm teaching K through 5 elementary PE, and uh, you have to be real patient with kindergartners uh, most for days. Sure, for sure. uh, so I look at it from a teaching standpoint, and then I go to coaching. Uh, when you're on the field with your guys, you know, you might tell them something a hundred times, and you know they still might not get it. But you're going to keep trying if you're wanting to be the best coach you can be to get those guys to understand what you're trying to do, trying to break it down in any any type of way you can to get them to understand. And that takes a lot of patience. And then uh, all the way to you know I'm basically still a newlywed, barely over a year, and that takes patience as well. So I think patience has uh, been right at the forefront for what God's been trying to teach me, and uh, I think I'm I think I'm getting better with it. So. Definitely a big thing during this this season that we find ourselves in that keeps going. This season of COVID is just gets longer and longer, but definitely one to be where patience is for sure. I agree. Thing, definitely. So that's that's a good one. All right, Jake. What about you? What's something God's been teaching you? Uh, about the last year and a half, He's really been teaching me to trust Him and to just know that He's in control. Um, I've, we've had some stuff we've been dealing with, you know, in my family uh, for the last year and a half or so. Um, has some tough things going at work and everything too, and you know, without going into a whole lot of detail, it's just it's things that I, I'm a very control-oriented person. I like to, you know, I like to make sure things are going the way I want them to, and um, things just weren't. And uh, you know, instead of relying on God to fix it, I kept trying to fix it. And you know, when you do that, it just brings so much stress into your life. And um, I just was not happy. I mean, you could just see it, and it was affecting every part of my life. It was affecting me on my job. Um, it's affecting me at home you know, with my wife and my kids. And um, it really it got to the point where it just was not healthy for me, uh, just the level of stress. And um, I got to the point where one night, you know, just without going too much detail, I just, you know, I got some, some trouble over it just as far as just, uh, I guess, health-wise anyway. And um, at that point, it's like God was just telling me, dude, you just need to let go and let me be in control. Um, just trust me and let me take care of it. And um, at that point, I just kind of felt like a burden was lifted off of me. 
And um, it didn't really end at that point. Like I said, this has been going on for a while. It's just kind of it's crazy how when you get that stuff off your plate and you stop focusing on all those things and you let God take care of it, um, when you do that, at that point, he can start teaching you stuff. Um, it's, it's like I can hear the things that he might have been saying to me that I wasn't really paying attention to before. And uh, so he's just really been speaking into my life. It's been crazy. The last six months at church, it just feels like every message is just being pointed right at me and, and my situation. And, um, I, you know, it just, it, it's just really helped me to be able to, to, I guess, get that off my plate, get that stress off my plate, and just lean on him and just sit back and just learn from what he's trying to teach me. I saw something, I think it was actually yesterday, uh, somebody said, let go and let God. They're like, that's the oldest youth pastor phrase there ever is, but it's just so true. That, that's right? what's crazy is, yeah. you know, I've taught Sunday school to youth for, you know, I don't know, 10, 12 years. And I don't know how many times I told him that, yeah. you know, just, you know, let, let God be in control. You can't control it, let him control it. And I preach it every week, you know, but here I am not doing it. And, uh, and I knew that at the time, but my own pride just wouldn't let me. And uh, so, but yeah, it's been, a, it's been a tough lesson for me to learn, but um, I think I've learned, oh, well, I'm learning it. I'm better anyway. One day at a time, right? Right. Take, take some patience. There you go. Yeah, he'll let him do it too, It right? takes patience for him, that's for sure. Yeah, most definitely. So. I'm glad he's, he's uh He's got it. Right. In abundance, right? Okay. So thank you guys for sharing, sharing those things. We'll kind of jump into a few questions. Um, and I've got some questions. And actually, I put it out there for people to ask questions, and I got a few back. So uh, but first, we will go with the trivia. Okay. So I'm just going to let you guys work together, right? It's a rivalry, but we're going to be united here okay. as Yakin County uh, right now. So um, first one is a Yakin County-based question. Okay. So. Uh, do you guys know, again, you worked together for your final answer, when was Jackin County established? <laughs> you don't know that one, Jake? No idea. <laughs> Couldn't tell you. I don't know off the top of my head either. Couldn't tell you. I'm going to say time. late 1800s. Yeah. I don't know. I'll say, uh, <laughs> couldn't tell you. Late 1800s is a good guess. All right. How about the mid? Right at the middle, 1850. Oh, okay. okay. 1850. Um, and I just was looking a little bit today. Apparently, I figured out where Forbush came from. George Forbush was one of the first guys uh, um, to settle in the area, 1748. Didn't know that. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming Starmount comes from the mountain. That kind of makes sense. So I guess that's where Forbush is coming from. So And then the schools were started in. You guys know what year Forbush and Starmount started. It been in 67? 1967. That's right. That's right. So my dad was in the second class from Forbush. So uh, it's been going on for a good bit. So, all right, 1850. Uh, you said 1800. I'm very giving. We'll, we'll give you credit for all that. Right. All there right. There we so, go. All right. Second one. And I, and I told you to think about apps. So that's a big hint on this question. All right. Okay. Uh, who are the top five um, FBS schools in terms of winning percentage since 2015? Top five. Alabama. Alabama, yeah. Clemson. Uh, mm-hmm. Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Appalachian State. And Oklahoma. Yeah. That's what, yeah. That's I it. go with that, yeah. So, yeah, App State was number five. He's the man. Number five on that list. So, uh, you probably knew that they were that high. I did, way. yes, sir. But that was a cool <laughs> question. So, okay. Uh, talking about rivalries, um, we'll, we'll go with FBS schools again. Uh, do you guys know the two schools that have played the most times against each other? 
in like D one FBS level uh, football. Hmm. So the oldest rivalry. Oh, oh, I guess it's oldest. I'm not sure. It's the, uh, they've met the most times. So I'm assuming. Okay. It is. Army Navy. Nope. Guess. Hmm. You said it's FBS level. Right. Yes, uh, FBS level. There is one uh, that's longer that's not FBS, but this is the okay. longest for FBS. Uh-huh. Uh, is Alabama one of the teams? Nope. I hmm. uh, think in Mideast, uh, mid East, mid East, Midwest was the Mid East. Never heard of that. Midwest, kind of up north a little bit. Hmm. Minnesota, Wisconsin. Yes. Wow. Minnesota, Wisconsin, they play for Paul Bunyan's ass, right. I believe, yep. is what they play for. They have played 125 times. Wow. Second on that list was UNC and Virginia. Okay. 120. Okay. Wouldn't have okay. thought that. So do you guys know the one across all levels of college that's the most? I do not. Maybe like a – is it a Ivy League? Ivy League. Oh. So like Harvard and Yale or Harvard and Princeton? You're, Yale you've and got Princeton. All, there you go. There Yale you go. There's one like of them. I got around there. Yeah. Okay. Yale against uh, Princeton. So uh, that's the most. Uh, obviously, we hadn't got up that high in the Unified Bowl quite yet <laughs> before we start around. Not but, yet. Okay. Pretty good job on trivia, guys. Pretty good job uh, right there. So, all right. What, uh, Dylan, we'll pop back to you. What's it like coaching at your alma mater? Does that make it a little more special or unique? Um, the first word that comes to mind is a blessing. Uh, I feel like I'm blessed to be in the position that I am. And, uh, with, along with it being a blessing, uh, there's joy that comes with it, and there's also pressure that comes with it. Um, the pressure part comes from people that you know want to see you win and want to see you do good. Uh, so if something's not going right like, like you want it to be going or like they want it to be going, you're going to get questions asked about it. Um, but when everything's going good, you know, everybody's trying to pat, pat, pat you on the back or whatever, but I don't, I don't really try and pay too much attention to that. I just like to show up and do the best job I can. And... Uh, but overall, like I started out, it's a blessing. I'm, I I love being back at Starmount. Uh, whenever I was in high school, I never thought I'd end up back coaching football at Starmount. I didn't even know what I wanted to do when I left high school. So uh, it's funny how life works. Uh, but I'm I'm happy to be back and couldn't be happier. I ain't man the Forbes guy, but I'm, saying, I'm sure they're glad to have you. I'm glad to have you back in the county for sure. So I'm sure I appreciate they're, that. They're definitely glad to have you. Uh, Jake, what about you, coaching at, at Forbes? Yes, it's special to coach in your community, you know, the one that you grew up in. And um, I want to make my community a better place, and, and that's part of it. You know, I want it to be a good school for my kids to come through. And uh, so that's special, you know, just being, being part of that. Um, you know, I have one who will be at the high school next year. So I'm getting ready to have my kids come through the school that I that I teach at, at the school that I went to, and and, and that's something that's very special as well. It, it, like Dylan was saying, it can have its negatives because um, you know everybody, yeah. and everybody knows you. Mm-hmm. So if something doesn't go like it's supposed to, then you know it can, there can be problems, I guess. But that doesn't happen a whole lot. Most of the time, the community is very supportive, uh, and they're behind you, and because uh, they know you, you know, you're friends with them and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's a special thing for sure. Awesome, awesome. All right, so speaking of special, that's exactly the word I've got in the next question. Uh, Dylan, we'll pop back to you again. What makes this game the Unified Bowl? What makes it a, a special thing? Uh, the thing that makes it most special is that we're getting, I mean, a ton of the community together. Obviously, not everybody, but a, a pretty good portion of the community is going to come together on Friday night to watch a, a good football game. So you're getting everybody in the right or in the in the same place. Everybody's doing uh, having a great time together. Uh, it's special as well because the kids that have grown up 
playing against each other in the little league football, the middle school now. Uh, we didn't have middle school whenever I was in school, but uh, it's a middle school ball. Now you're at the high school level, and that's the highest level that they can play each other at. Uh, I mean, obviously, unless they go into college, but then it's not the same anymore because you're not playing with your buddies against kids you've been playing against your whole life. So I feel like, uh, you know, just it, there's a lot that goes into this game, and uh, people care about it from all angles, whether you're a coach, a player, a fan. Uh, everybody's involved in it, and uh, I, I think it's great. I think it's great for the community, and uh, it's just a good time. Uh, Corey Caudill said you need to show up and show out. <laughs> I'll try my so, best. There you go. All right, Jake, what about you? What makes this game so special? Yeah, well, there's only two schools in the county. And, uh, you know, everybody has to pick a side, one or the other. There is no third option. So, uh, right. And, um, <laughs> if you want to play football, you can't go to early college. Right, there you go. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, and it's bragging rights for the whole year. I mean, you're going to see these yes. people at that church. You know, you're going to see them at the grocery store. You're going to see them wherever you go in town. And, you know, you go to the barber shop. You want to be able to say, hey, we won. Yep. And, um, you know, there's years where, hey, I may not go to the barber shop after that game. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> right. I know there's going to be people in there just because that game happened that night. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and so they're in there to talk about it. But, um, but yeah. Why is so your hair so long, man? Right, yeah. I know. Yeah, I've got to wait to get it cut if everybody forgets about the Unified Bowl. Right? No. But, uh, but yeah, so um, it's just, you know, you, you want to have those bragging rights. I don't mm -hmm. you know, there's times you don't want to go to church on Sunday morning if you don't win, that kind of thing. But uh, that's, that's what makes it special, just because it's, you know, your people that you live every day with, um, you know, they might be on the other side of it. So it makes it a lot of fun. Agree. Hey, just, well, we're kind of midway here. Just remember, come out Friday night, Fort Wish High, 730. Come early to get you a spot. Uh, come by the Collide Church tent. We're a game sponsor. Uh, register to win some cool prizes. Uh, but just come out and even if you don't know a lick about football, uh, come out and enjoy what's probably the biggest event we've got in our county. Come be a part of it, Definitely. right? Support these coaches, the players, the schools, and everything. So come on out. Okay, so uh, Dylan, what's it going to take for you guys to, to win on Friday night? What's it going to take? Uh, so like we've already talked about, Unified Bowl is a big game. So uh, I think to win Friday – Obviously, the emotions are going to be running high for both teams. I think uh, you got to come out and play level-headed the whole time. I don't think you can let the emotions get the best of you. And then just talking about it now from a coaching standpoint, we're going to have to not turn the ball over. We're going to have to tackle well and uh, do our job. Uh, whatever whatever assignment we've given the players throughout the week, uh, you know they got to they got to be able to stick to that game plan and do their job the right way and play hard and let the chips fall where they may. I feel like, and I, you know, I really wasn't a football player, obviously, a kicker, but did play some sports. Like, are you able to, do you think kids are able to, or are you guys able to as coaches, all right, you're really pumped about this game, but then, like, once you get that first hit, can, does, does it kind of become a normal game, or are you still just pumped, like, the whole time? Uh, for me, personally, which has been a while since we've had a Unified Bowl now, uh, I guess the last one was at Forbush, uh, so two years ago. That was a great atmosphere that, you know, both crowds put on that night. And so for the, you know, the whole first series, uh, you know, that we're playing football, it's you're amped up pretty good. But then after that, I feel like me personally, I calm down. The, the kids, I think once they get their first hit in or, you know, carry the ball game, whatever it takes, I think their nerves for the most part die down. And that's good. Okay. All right. Uh, Jake, what's it going to take for – 
before Bush to, to win this Friday? Well, I mean, it's what Dylan said. It's, it's execution. It's what you preach to your team every week. You know, a team that executes the best, takes care of the football, I mean, you're going to win. So, um, you know, who can block who, who can make the tackles, who can be in the right place. So uh, that's what it boils down to. Can you execute the game plan? Can you execute your plays? If you can do that, you you got a good chance to win. Hey, I don't need – you guys may know the stats on this, but, like, it's pretty crazy the percentage of – games that the team that wins the turnover battle is going to win. Uh, yeah, I think it's like 80% or something like that. Right, yeah. yeah, unless it's just a lopsided uh, game talent-wise, right. mm -hmm. then yeah. yeah. Okay, um, so sticking with the game two, uh, one final thing, then we'll get to some questions people wrote in. Uh, who are some players to watch out for? Let's just say somebody's coming in kind of casual, hasn't been following the teams, but it's maybe the only game they're going to come to. Uh, who are some of the players that you're like, man, you, you need to watch out for – for these three or four, maybe from Star Mount Dillon, that are gonna you think are gonna gonna shine pretty good on, on Friday night. Uh, we got uh, we got a small senior class. Um, the we got a senior, uh, Davion Coleman. He's a good football player. He plays safety for us, and he also plays wide receiver. Uh, so he can do some special things. We also have Zach Zern. He is a junior. He uh, he does a little bit of it all for us. He plays everywhere on defense. He runs the ball on offense. Uh, he catches the ball. He does it all. And then uh, we also have a, a lineman on offense and a linebacker on defense. Uh, his name is Zach Armstrong, and he does – he comes, he plays hard. He's uh, he's a leader for the team. And uh, those three guys right there, they'll, they'll uh, show up ready to play Friday night. Okay. All right. Jake, what about you for Refulbush? Who should we be looking out for? I feel like we're good because of what we are up front. Um, we, we got some good kids, some good linemen. Um, you got uh, Wesley uh, Trivet at center. Um, we got you know Luke Hurley and Aiden Gardner playing guards. Uh, Reese Matthews and Ezra Hutchins. I mean those guys, um, they're moving the line of scrimmage right now. Um, Joe Hennings plays tight end for us and does a really good job. They're blocking on the edge. Uh, him and uh, Bailey Ramey, but uh, those guys just do a great job blocking, and that's why we're having so much success. Um, they do a good job on the defensive side of the ball, too, uh, really disrupting the other team's offensive line. But because of that, we've got several kids who are, who are having a big year. You know, we got a running back. Uh, you know, Derek Matthews is averaging right at 10 yards a carry. Uh, Luke Bennett's averaging about 18 yards a carry. Um, yeah, so we got some kids that do some special things, but um, you know, it, it all starts there up front. Um, so we've, this is some, some good ball players, and uh, the kids up front are who really make it work for us. Sounds like that's that's a pretty important part, obviously, of the game is who wins at the line. Yeah. On either side yeah. of the ball. You win the trenches. The line scrimmage. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. We're going to go now to some questions people wrote in, right? If anybody else has got one while we're still here for just a few more minutes, go ahead and type type that in. Uh, so uh, I love my wife. She t she'll throw in one that has nothing to do with, uh, with football, which is good. So... Uh, We'll switch over to Jake going first on these. Jake, right. pizza or, or burgers? All burgers. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm, a meat, I'm a meat guy, so. So what burgers, do you want, what do you want on your burger? Uh, it depends on where I go, I guess. Um, I go to Boondoggies down here. I get the, uh, yeah. the Yosef burger. That's pretty good. That's I think good. it's got like uh, mushrooms and Swiss cheese and bacon and all that good stuff. So, but uh, I just as long as there's a lot of meat on it, man, I'm good. I went so. today for lunch, got the grandfather, add there you bacon. Go. Grandfather's good, there I've had go. it too. Yeah. So. you got to have bacon, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so what about like a, a cheeseburger pizza or no? You just want the – I mean, pizza's all right, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll eat when I have to, but uh, <laughs> i go with the burger, man. All right, what about you, Dylan? I'm definitely cheeseburger all day long. Uh, I'm kind of more plain Jane on cheeseburger, okay. but I've been branching out 
uh, more. Actually, one of the best cheeseburgers I've ever had in my life. Uh, I went to was in Charlotte, downtown Charlotte, before a Panthers game one night. I went to a Thursday night football game, and uh, can't even remember the name of the place I ate at. I wish I did, uh, but I ate down there, and they had they put like macaroni and cheese and like barbecue chips on my burger. It was probably one of the best burgers I've ever had. And okay. I mean, that might sound a little crazy for the toppings, but because I usually keep it pretty plain Jane, but definitely a burger guy, no doubt. All right, sounds good. I think we kind of get burning out on pizza as we get older. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have it over time. Every youth meeting you have it, right? Right. (laughs) Right, yeah, the go-to for sure. Um, Okay, let's see. All right, I got to give – you'd know this is a Connor Van Hoy question. Oh, goodness. (laughs) What is the over-under for the game, and we'll start out win by more or less than 20 points? (sighs) Ah. That's a tough question, Connor. You can plead the uh, fifth. Both of you can plead the fifth on that one, but I just had to ask it because it's a great uh, I, question. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I think both teams uh, do a lot of running of the football, so I wouldn't pick the score to be too awful high. Okay. Uh, That's a good Because it's going to be taking time off the clock. And uh, as if Star Mountain win by 20 points, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, you almost got to bank on it being a close game, I would say, right? It's a robbery. I would lean toward it being one. I mean, I think of Carolina and Duke, and it, it usually seems to not matter how bad or good one of them is, it's going to end up being a close game. So, yeah. uh, we'll see. I, you know, no predictions. You have to make any of those. So, don't, <laughs> you know, that, I just want to throw it out there because I know Connor would make sure that I, that I asked. Oh, okay. I got one in right here. This is a good one. Just thought, This is from Rosie Christman Laws coming right off of the live here. Whose wife is more hype at the games, Madison Gentry Reeves or Hannah Roberts Suits? Well, my wife is probably making sure her kids aren't somewhere doing something stupid. So I would say Madison might be more into the She's game. She's doing good to, get yeah, to watch any of it at That's all. right, yeah. Yeah, Madison, Madison's usually pretty into all the games that, we, that we're that we playing. So she uh, she gets pretty fired up up there. I, I could see that. Okay, make <laughs> makes sense. So maybe a few years down the road, she's chasing over after a few kids. That's right. That's right. It makes uh, a difference. It may be. But my wife is into it. She's It's important to her. So There you go. Okay. Um Let's see. I kind of wrote these down in order I wanted to go with. Okay. What's it like? Jake, we'll go back with you on this one. Uh, you got to think back a little further on this, like I would have mm. to. What's it like uh, being on the sidelines coaching versus playing in a game? How are those things different? Um, I don't know. Coaching, I guess you're in a little more control of it um, as far as what you're, you know, what you're going to be doing, the decisions that are made, that kind of thing. Um, honestly, I – I don't know how Dylan feels. I'm more nervous as a coach, I think, than I was as a player. Um, as a pl- I mean, I knew what I was going to do as a player. You know, they call the play. I'm going I'm to do the best I can. I know where I'm going to go. It wasn't a whole lot to think about. But as a coach, you're just you're always having to adjust throughout the game. You're trying to figure out, all right, what are they doing and how are we going to counter it? So, you know, you, you, there's just a lot to think about. And um, for me, I, I'm just always a lot more nervous as a coach than I was as a player. Dylan? I'll go uh, along with what Jake said about the the thinking that goes into it. Uh, I feel like when you're playing, uh, you know, the coach is going to tell you to play and you're going to go in there and try and execute it to the best of your ability. But whenever you're coaching, you're looking at it from a standpoint of, like he said, you're playing – you're trying to piece together a puzzle, really, um, or moving chess pieces around. And uh, so you're doing a lot more thinking and – there's a lot of similarities as well. I mean, whenever your teammates come off and you're standing on the sideline as a player, you're hyping up your teammates, telling them good job. And as coaches, you know, we're doing that as well to the kids, you know, telling them what they did right. As a coach, sometimes we're having to tell them what they did wrong so we can get better. But uh, that they're, uh, I'll, I'll lean what, with what Jake said. It's, uh, it's different uh, being coaching than, than playing for sure as far as doing a lot of thinking. Hopefully as, as a player – 
you're trusting your coach to tell you what to do. You go out and do what they say, and that's kind of what you do. And you guys are trying to, at this point, like you said, I like that kind of – it's a puzzle, it's a chess match. What's the other team going to do? A lot, a lot more thinking going into, into that for sure. Um, along those lines with coaching – uh, what uh, what's the best part? Uh, and then somebody else ask a very similar question. Uh, what's been your most rewarding moment as a coach so far? So Jake, I'll let you go. Rewarding so, moment. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, if there's one particular moment, but it's just um, yeah, I mean, it's just working with the kids. And um, you know, when you have that kid come back, and um, maybe you know they were they had a lot of trouble in high school, that kind of thing, and then you see they've done well, and um, they say, Hey, coach, you know this thing that you said to me really helped me or, you know, this thing that you did, you know, it just made a difference in my life. And, um, you know, when you have kids come back and tell you those things or you get that letter or that email or whatever, it's to say, I just want you to know I'm doing good now and I want to thank you. Um, you know, those are the moments that you coach for. So sometimes you don't see that or hear that for years down the Right. Down yeah, the road. you're right. And, um, a lot of times you wonder if you're making a difference or if it matters, uh, then you get that, so you get that letter, that email, or that kid that comes to see you at a ball game, and like, well, I guess it mattered to somebody. All right, Dylan, what would you what would you say so far in your coaching? Uh, once again, I'm gonna go right there with Jake. Uh, being able to impact uh, each player on the team uh, in, in the most positive way we can, making a positive influence on their life because you know they might not necessarily have that outside of outside of school or football. So we're trying to, you know, always be smiling when they're around. All uh, you know, don't we don't want to bring our bad day to if we've had a bad day. You don't want to bring your bad day to practice because then it brings them down. You know, we're always trying to build those kids up. So then, whenever we win ball games or you know they finally catch on to something you've been trying to tell them or teach them it's it's fulfilling to see that they're listening to you and that they're buying into what you're having to say and uh i i just i really enjoy whenever we win ball games or have big moments and big plays watching the excitement come out of them i think that's uh my probably my favorite thing about coaching period is seeing the kids get excited and fired up when they make a big play or we win a big game or anything of that nature you like seeing that that passion come out yes. that excitement whenever what you thought of as a coach works out. They do the right thing, yeah. boom, right? Mm -hmm. Magic, right? Um, okay, before we get to this, I think it's our last one. I will say uh, there's been uh, – your wife has, has chimed back in. She thinks that she's pretty hype at the games. So, oh, yeah. I don't know. I knew I was going to get in trouble for that one. <laughs> so, we'll I, I, I shouldn't have said we'll it. I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry, honey. I'm sorry. I'm going to try to – I'm going to see if I can figure out how to get a good look at both of them on Friday and see how they're doing uh, during the game. There but you they go. both – Love their husbands and they're passionate about what their husbands are passionate about, right? So it'd probably be a, a good time. So that that's Hannah did did say that. So uh, oh okay, one more. Then I'll go to my last one. This came in. This is from Noah Tomlin. Okay. Um, what's one of Sandy Gritton's famous quotes? <laughs> uh, he's got a ton of them, but uh, uh, I can't really uh think of any off the top of my head to say right now. To be honest with you. So I'm gonna have to take a pass on that okay. one. Noah. Well, you just let Noah what you think of yeah. as one of one of his uh, more favorite ones is. Okay, so um, I like this one. This came from Bryson Lee. Uh, guy I hadn't seen in a while, so shout out to Bryson if he's if he's watching this. Um, who is the best player? Either the best player you played against, or the best player you coached against in the Unified Bowl. So thinking across the sidelines, across the field to the other sideline. Uh, who's the who's the best one that you went against? Either uh, either it was when you're playing or as, as you've been coaching. What do you think, Jake? Oh, they've had some good ones There's over there, man. I don't know. Um, yeah, 
those, uh, those teams when I first started coaching were really good. Um, I think about the teams with, uh, with Jake Barr and uh, MJ Bryant and those guys. I mean, they were just – they were really tough. Um, those are the two that come to mind, um, Jake Barr and MJ, MJ Bryant. Man, they could, they could play. They were good. I figured you were going to say Dylan Reeves. <laughs> yeah, well, Dylan, Dylan was incredible. That's too. obvious. I mean, I mean, right. I mean, you didn't have to say that. I, you know, I want to build him up too much right here. Yeah, yeah, Come on. All right. All right, Dylan, what, what would you say? Um, they've got some good players there now. Uh, whenever I played, like like Jake said, we were we were a little bit better at the time. Uh, for me personally, playing against them, I thought Britton Beatty uh, was one of their better players. He played hard. He did it all for them. Uh, he's actually the one I mentioned earlier that took the opening kickoff back my junior year. But uh, him off the top of my head, and then like I said, they got some they got some good ball players over there right now that I would also add to that list. Okay, well, guys, I think that that's it. That's all that I have got. Um, any final thoughts you got? Any words you want to say to players who are watching, to your fans, to your family? Uh, looking for anything? Anything else you guys are looking forward to as far as Friday goes? Um, I hope everybody shows up and shows out Friday night for the whole the whole county, uh, for you know both Star Mountain and Forbush community, and we come out there and pack the place out, and everybody has a good time, and hopefully no injuries on the field, and just everybody enjoys themselves on Friday night. Yeah, I second that. I just want the community to come out and support our kids. Um, they've been working really hard. You know, Dilla can tell you that. Um, they put a lot of time into getting ready for this game, and um, we'd like to have a big crowd uh, to show out, like you said. Awesome. Well, thank you guys again so much for coming here after a long day of teaching, a long afternoon coaching. I really appreciate you guys giving up your time to be here uh, on our first ever live episode of the Deep Three. So look forward to maybe doing this again and look forward to seeing you guys out there on the sidelines uh, on Friday. So we hope to see many of you guys watching or listening uh, out there with us as well. So thank you guys again and, and thank you all for tuning in as well. We'll hope to see you at this game on Friday night at Forbush. We'll see you then. All right. Thanks for having us. Thank you.